Welcome to the Struggling Pastors Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life with Israel Gomez and Tian Doan. I am Tian Doan and uh, my co-host, Israel Gomez. How are you doing, Israel? Doing good, doing good. It's a great day after a little day of rest for the 4th of July. How you doing, man? Doing, doing, doing cool, man. Hey, what'd you do for 4th? Um, we, well, for the morning, just hung out as a family, just, you know, just stuff at home and um, but then afternoon we hung out with some friends. They invited us just to come over for just food and, and meet, of course, and, uh, just be together. So good time. And then we wrapped it up by watching Stranger Things as a family. Just watch <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, no, we get, we did like three episodes. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? What'd you, what'd you do yeah. for the fourth? I haven't, I haven't gotten into the, the, uh, I only watched the first first season it i don't know you don't have kids what's your problem no no it's just i don't know i don't like the horror thing oh uh, i don't like i don't like um i like the 80s deal when it was just about 80s it was cool and then yeah. it was, uh, hey fourth of july um you'll appreciate this uh uh yeah we did a little little barbecue at uncle bob's house and and uh guess what i brought to the barbecue man um smoked so your meat no no so you're you're um uh, you're half Mexican, so you you might appreciate this. I made um, some homemade pork pasole, you know, up there with all yeah. the fixings, and uh, it went pretty. Yeah, it was. Uh, the white people thought it was a little little spicy, but the <laughs> the Mexicans uh, thought it wasn't spicy enough. So I kind of yeah, like, you, you know, so it was pretty. It was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. That's that's hardcore, man, dude. Pasole, that's good yeah. for you. I didn't Good want to do menudo. That that might that might you know, um, yeah. Uh, you should have done people. that. I would no. liked it, but but the white people, my white people wouldn't have eaten the menudo. Yeah, that's true, man. Look, my wife and my kids will not. They don't like the smell of it when I make it. So, and yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Well, well, it's if you're not eating it, it does smell, right? So menudo pasole. Yeah, so that's pretty good. It's true, man. I appreciate. It. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate that for the Fourth of July. Actually, it's <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> yeah, man. So, hey, what do we? Southern California, right? Yeah. Southern California. You gotta have. Right. You have to have a mixture of uh, you know, all these different cultures. So, it's such a good um, thing. So, what are we talking about today? Right? Well, uh, you were gonna ask me. Um, we're continuing yeah. in our conversation about advice uh, we would give to struggling pastors or new pastors. So. I made a list of seven um, pieces of advice that I, I would uh, give to uh, to struggling pastors or new pastors, and we're we're taking them one at a time. Uh, we're on number five today, and um, the piece of advice that I would give to a uh, a struggling pastor or a new pastor is this: to number five is to combat uh, ministry idolatry. So uh, to fight to to be aware of ministry idolatry and to fight it. Um, okay. so that's my, uh, my fifth, uh, piece of advice there. Okay. All right. Um, Hey, so what, where are you coming from? Like, where, where is this coming from for you and, uh, what made this, yeah, we'll put this on your radar and you know, why is this important to you? Well, this is kind of, a um, you know, uh, autobiography here. It's something that I, I personally struggle with, uh, many times in ministry, in over 20 years of ministry, that ministry idolatry has crept up in, in a lot of different, a lot of different uh, uh, times over over the years. But um, it, it's kind of the the idea of um, well, just 
first on, first off to define what idolatry is. Um, how Israel? How what is a practical definition for you? Like, how would you explain what idolatry mm-hmm. is to to a person? So I, um, I mean, we're not we're not bowing down to like a golden yeah. uh, statue of a, of a cow, right? That's not what we're talking about no. with idolatry nowadays. But what what is idolatry? How, no, how but we're we're coming pretty close. I, I mean, it's it really some sort of. I mean, I'll even steal this from other theologians right now off the top of my head. I I think a functional savior of some sort, you know, I think that's a good way to define it. Um, And, you know, I think some people actually have a hard time with that because we're not bowing down to something. But yeah, it's some sort of functional savior, savior, anything other than the savior himself. So whether it's, um, uh, you know, ministry, like what you're proposing here, which is uh, or something else, you know. So how's that? What do you think? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I, I would say it is, uh, uh, well, two, I, I would look at idolatry in two different ways. Number one would be replacing uh, God with something else. Like you're, you're, you're replacing God. You're looking to other things, right? So this is the sure. second part of it, not just replacing. You're, you're looking to other things to f- fulfill in your life um, a role that only God would fulfill. That, yeah. like, for example, you, you're you're looking to, uh, instead of looking to God for security, you're looking to money for security. So that's sure. that your that that's the idolatry of money, or you know, for for to to feel like you are a, um, you know, to, a person of self worth. You're looking at your job, or you're looking at, mm-hmm. um, o- you know, other things. You're looking to, um, other things. To, fu- to fulfill, to give you what only God uh, can give you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it's security, identity, satisfaction, joy, all these things. So when when I talk about uh, idolatry, I'm looking at that 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 you're looking to something um, that uh, something else to give you what only God mm-hmm. can give you, or what yep. what you should be looking to God to give you, right? So yeah. that's that's my definition of idolatry. Yeah, uh, does that make no. sense? No, absolutely. You agree with that. Yeah, absolutely, that's a good definition. I'd agree with that. So, um, so when a pastor looks to ministry, um, it's weird because in ministry you're supposed to you're supposed to be serving using you know serving in ministry to to honor and serve God, and sure. but sometimes the the thing that we that we use to serve God it actually becomes the end in itself. It becomes mm-hmm. the thing that we actually starts competing with with your affection to God. And, um, uh, let, let me, let me tell you a story about, uh, how this was confronted in, in my life. I actually write about it in one of my books. Uh, it might've been my second book, Blessable, but I, I write about, um, a time when I was, uh, this is the second church that I was planting. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that this church, we were going to eventually have to close it down. It, it, it looked, I was struggling with it because, I knew we should close down this church, you know, church that I started, it was unhealthy. And, but I was, I I wasn't ready for it. And I was upset uh, with God that the church wasn't doing well. And I was, I was frustrated with God. And then I went to one of my mentors um, at that time. It was uh, Dick Kaufman of the uh, PCA church. And I think you, 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 uh, were you mentored by Dick Kaufman yourself? No, no. Is that, is that a San Diego dude? Yeah, that's the San Diego church. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he 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 was uh, Tim Keller's uh, right hand uh, when they started Redeemer, and he mm-hmm. started a network in San Diego. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. um, uh, 
uh, Dick Kaufman, we, we were having a little one-on-one coaching and I was just sharing like, and I'm so frustrated. I'm kind of mad at God because this church isn't going well. And I was just uh, complaining. And, and what, what, um, what he said was this, um, he, you know, in his wise kind of Yoda like way, you know, he, he backed me into a corner and, and he was asking me a bunch of questions and he was saying, Hey, so you're saying, uh, what you're, what, what I hear you saying is you're saying, Hey, Jesus, um, thank you, uh, for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for choosing me and saving me. Thank you for making me an heir of the kingdom. Thank you for, you know, uh, preparing a place in heaven for me. I appreciate all that, Jesus. But what I really want Here is comes. I want a big church. Is that what you're saying, uh, to Jesus? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And th- then, he, then he asked me this question. He yeah. says, uh, when will Jesus alone be enough for you? Mm, dude, what a great question. And, and then at that point, I realized that that I wasn't appreciating uh, what Jesus, what I already had in, in, in Christ. But what I was saying was I'm, I was dissatisfied what I really wanted. And he, what he was doing really was pointing out my idolatry that 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 um, what I wanted most was I wanted this. Uh, this ministry to go well because um, it it I over identified with it, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 became like if this church uh, fails, then I I feel like I'm a failure, and so it pointed out this ministry idolatry. So that that's that's one mm-hmm. of the um, most dramatic times where I realized that that um, serving God became a something that competed with God, that ministry became God's competition and, mm. and not, and not an, an overflow, not something I did out of an overflow yeah. of, of where my heart was. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, man, I, I just like, just hearing you say that, I think everyone that gets into ministry, whether they're uh, in the beginning, maybe starting seminary or serving at a church, they don't start with the idea. I don't, I don't think, well, man, I want this to become idol, right? You know, like, man, I love Jesus. I want to serve his kingdom and I I'm about what God's about. And it is just so fascinating how this creeps in. You know, I anyway, I, I just uh, man. So uh, this is you relate to that. Guy. Have you ever uh, spotted kind of ministry? No, no, not in me. I'm amazing. No, no, of course. Of co- um, no, of course. I think uh, um, plenty of times in my life and in, and in ministry. Um, I could totally identify with that. I, I think, um, I think w- where it hits me, it's like, lo- it's like, well, Hey, on a real basic level, if the church is like, um, doing super amazing or, um, in, in whatever, in whatever idea I have in my heart and in my mind, if, if that's happening, then everything's good. And if things are like falling apart, well, then some of that stuff starts to creep out in my, you know, from my heart. Like, wow. Well, you know, ultimately, I mean, it's do I do I believe? I, I would just kind of add to what you're saying, right? Just one thought, like, wait, don't I really believe that it's God who says that He would build His church? And so, like, re- really, I mean, I'm dependent on Him doing that anyway. And so, if something's not going right, I mean, that's where it, it can come out for me. You know, um, I remember hearing. Um, uh, who was it? it was Joe? B. I was hearing a guy preach on this on 
some issues related to, to this. He was talking to a bunch of church planners, right? And he was saying, hey, look, if your vision of a plant is you on a stage, then you have the wrong vision what planting's about. I thought, man, that is powerful. I, you know, I, and I just thought that was so interesting and I, because you start looking at motives of, of doing ministry and what, what's really behind it, you know, if it's all about you and not about Jesus, right? That's a huge problem. But yeah, no, I totally can identify with that. And Do you think this is something that's just uh, you and I, or is this something that, that all pastors, you know, have to be cautious of? Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely, I absolutely think that, uh, um, I don't think it's just you and I, I think, uh, I think we all face it. I think every single one of us face it. Um, let me ask you this, like, where have, have you seen, um, where have you heard from other guys of having just, uh, you know, just beating this issue? Where, where, where has it, where have they come out of, out of this? I mean, maybe for you, yeah. but just hearing it from other guys too. I mean, I, um, cause I, I know it's there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Let, let's come back to that question. I, I wrote down mm-hmm. a, you know, a couple of questions to, to ask and that that's actually my, the final one I wanted to close with is, is, you know, how do you actually, uh, fight against it? So we'll come back to that, that question, but, um, uh, but, but to, to be me... back to the original question, absolutely. Yes. I, I think I, I do. I think it's, it's more than just us, of course. So whether you're, you're a new Christian or you're a seasoned Christian, I mean, one of the things that, that you got me thinking of, I was like, look, you know, as a, as a pastor and an elder in particular, we're really called to be exemplary in our, in our character. You know, that's, that's really what comes out of first, you know, from, from Timothy and Titus. And, and of course, in where our heart, it, our posture of our heart toward certain idolatry possibilities, uh, including um, ministry, right? So, so yeah, it's not just us, man. Why, why do you think this is? Um, you know, so this is my, this, this makes the, my list of the uh, top seven, you know, pieces of advice. I mean, what, so why do you think uh, are some po- possible reasons that pastors struggle with this, that this is a universal thing? Yeah. Well, well, I think one of the first reasons is I think it becomes kind of your baby. There's sort of a messy thing in that, right? I mean, I think of, I just let, let's relate parenting to that, for example. It's perfectly legitimate, and you should love your child, and yet you cannot find your identity and your um, your hope and your satisfaction and worship and bow down to your child as much as you love them and sacrifice them. Same for your spouse, your wife, you know, um, I, you know, but the, but the temptation is there. Why is it there for us? Well, because this particular thing is kind of like our baby. I mean, it, beca- it can, I think me personally, I think it can become part of our identity where that starts to get a little blurred, um, of who we are in Christ alone and what he's done for us. And we kind of blur it where, where this, where this thing, even ministry, um, uh, starts to take the you know step into that seat you know that's why what, what about you i mean what would you say i mean yeah how, how what would I, you I, add or take away or yeah i think that that what you said about um identifying uh, i think that's probably the biggest thing reason why i i see uh pastors struggle and even myself struggle with um ministry idolatry is is like when we serve in ministry it becomes 
like it becomes our identity. Like we've been, you know, you, you get this title as a pastor, you know, or an elder or, you know, whatever your, your title is like, and you um, over identify with the role that you, that that's who you are now. I am a pastor. And if ministry goes poorly, then you, then it, it, no longer do you see yourself as I am a sinner saved by grace. No longer do you see yourself just as as a child of God, as I am just grateful being a child of God. Now I am a pastor. I am a leader of this church. And you over-identify with it that, and then if the church struggles and and it it brings you into despair, right? It brings you into despair. But on the other side, um it, it uh if you over identify with, with the ministry, I am a pastor. This is who I am. And the ministry takes off and it does great. Now that leads you into a, a, a another problem, even probably potentially a, a even bigger pride. problem. It, it leads you into pride. And, and the crazy thing is I've seen so many more pastors fail out of pride than out of despair. You know, there's there's stories about pastors quitting and stuff like that. They go, but but usually um, they bounce back uh, easier than the, the the ones that that over identify with the ministry and they feel like I can't do, I can do no wrong, and the pride the pride takes them down. You know that that mm-hmm. um, so that's the thing. I think I think part of it is um, this job of the the ministry job is such a, a demanding job. It's not something that you clock in and clock out in it. And most pastors sacrifice their time. They sacrifice their, their you know, their e- emotions and and um, and they're doing all this stuff. And there's these super high expectations, right? Super yeah. high expectations. And that if I sacrifice this for the ministry, the ministry better pay me back. It better mm-hmm. be rewarding. And then, so, so that's one of some of the reasons why we, we struggle with it. Either if it goes well or, or it goes poorly, we, we, we struggle with it. So, yeah. um, and, and, and the other thing I, I mentioned that it's, it's idolatry because we're looking to ministry to fulfill certain emotional needs that we should only look to God to fulfill. So like, for example, to feel, um, to feel loved and appreciated. Like we, like that's something that we, we can go to God. God wants us to feel loved because of just our relationship with him. But Mm -hmm. a lot of us, we look to the ministry. Well, I want the people to love me or I want the people to appreciate me, um, you know, or security or, or whatever, just all, all these different emotional needs that, that we should be looking to God to fulfill. You know the safety, security, appreciation. Uh, we look to the ministry. Like I, I want this church. Uh, I this church has to grow because I want to feel significant, or this church has to grow because I, I, you know, I, I want to feel secure because I, I'm not sure if this church struggles. I might not have a job. Um, so yeah, those are those are the reasons why um, I, I'm calling it um, ministry idolatry because we we look to the ministry to uh fulfill our emotional needs and when we you know um it's a replacement we're replacing god with mm-hmm. it yeah <clears throat> oh man I, i'm really curious on the the how do you battle it but you might not be there yet you want you want to address yeah, that well, the, yeah no, well uh, the question before that is um signs 
you know um what are what what would you think are some signs that you are getting close to falling into this trap like like what are some you know some early warning signs Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you think about yourself, times when you over-identify, what are some early warning signs? Well, man, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it is kind of a messy thing. Look, I'll, I'll just, I want to go back to, for me, um, relating it to being a parent of kid, right? Like on one hand, you don't, you don't wrong the mo- the new mother, right, for. Uh, maybe being a little overprotective, right? You, you know, you know, use the difference between like a new mom and a new dad and uh, and the one that has like two or three or four. I mean, it's like, it's like the first one, just overprotective, really, you know, just super careful and, and, and rightly so. And then by <laughs> two, three or four, I mean, you're literally just putting a binky in their mouth that just fell on the ground and what, you know, wiping it on your shirt. And it's just, uh, I, I think that you don't wrong them for, for uh, being a little overprotective, little mama bear coming out. Um, but you were asking, hey, what are the warning signs? And I like, so the double edged sword is like, on one hand, mama bear can come out, right? A little overprotective, care a lot, very invested. Then on the other hand, um, find their identity in it, right? Um, and so I think a warning sign is when it, it matters so much that it affects your your sleep your health your rest i would say those are those are warning signs right okay um your relationships with other your spouse your children um um those would be i mean big warning signs actually i mean yeah so those would be some of the first places in in my mind sleep rest time with your family like are you neglecting your those those types of things so and if so then man uh, what's going on there like um, is that, is this becoming an idol in your heart? You know, you have to deal yep. with, um, and there could be other stuff tied to that too, you know, like, uh, yeah, but yeah. F- so what about you, man? What do you think? Uh, I think there are three signs, um, that I jotted down when I was, I was thinking about this topic. Uh, the first two are connected and those are the, the emotional highs and lows. Like for example, um, uh, say there, uh, you, you preached a, 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 an amazing sermon and people coming up to you say, Hey pastor, that was so, that was so good. Or, or you made a, you know, a, a, a ministry program or a decision and everyone's like, Hey pastor, that was such a good thing that you did there. And it lifts you up when you're like hitting the highest of the high highs and you're feeling so, so elated because, oh my goodness, people finally appreciate me. And you're just having the emotional highs and you're craving it. You know, uh, maybe someone writes you a letter or an email and, and, and you're just, you're reading that email or you're reading that text over and over and you're just like, oh my goodness. And you're, you're, you're patting yourself on the back. Right. So like you're getting so, so high um, because what, that person said, um, you know, means so much to you. Right. Uh, so that's, that's one way when you're seeing that, that this mm-hmm. is idolatry. Why are you reading, re- reading that thank you note again? Why are you read listening to that voicemail again? Like, does it really mean that much to you? Right. Because, um, what, what that person is, is saying. So that, that's one thing the, the, the second, um, the second is closely related to it is when you 
get like criticism or someone says to you, you know, um, hey, pastor, that wasn't that sermon was I didn't I didn't get it or um, or you receive an email or or a, a word of criticism and you're just depressed by it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it, it just it just makes you feel like terrible. And it just shows you like, why did you put so much at stake upon how the ministry is growing, going right? Because the truth of the matter, yeah, the, well, the truth, the truth of the matter is your relationship with Christ did not change. Jesus did not stop loving you. I mean, your position in Christ is still the same. Right. Mm -hmm. So if. If, if your emotions were actually based on how God sees you, it didn't matter, like, good sermon or bad sermon. You you would still be like, okay, it's all right. You know, I had a good day. I had a bad day. It's all right. Um, but but if your emotions rise and fall based upon how the church is doing or, you know, what people in the church say, I, that's a sign that, that you're putting, you're over-identifying uh, with your role as a ministry pastor and be careful that could quickly become lead into ministry idolatry. So those are a couple of signs there. Um, what do you think? What do you think about those, those two things? Uh, hey, I hey, know I think that's good, but look, let me push back just a little bit. It's a soft pushback. Cause I actually, I, I would agree, but here's, here's something, some advice I had gotten before. And you know what? Maybe, maybe it was bad advice, uh, but they're just saying, Hey, you look, you know, sometimes you get those positive, an encouraging uh, postcard or whatever. I mean, this is like pre-email, right? This is like, this shows you how old we are, but, or, or whatever, like a letter or email. And I, advice I got from um, other pastors in the past were like, you know what? Those are good reminders of some, maybe some fruitfulness or an encouragement and man, tuck those away. Like just put them in a file and like, and sometimes, you know, just, just look, you know, a year from now or a couple of years from now, man, you're just having kind of a, a, a bummer day. Maybe over identifying, okay, with uh, the job. Go back and just just be encouraged, certainly by the word of God, but be encouraged by some some of these things that people have affirmed or encouraged. And so, man, what would you say about that? Like, I mean, yeah, there seems to be the side of you know what though. Like, I think of Paul just telling the brethren, right, to to give uh, uh, good words to one another, to lift each other up, to and uh, I mean, so what what part for you? Does that play? I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not denying, dude, the danger of ministry idolatry. It's a real thing and over identity. Um, but I'm just having my, my soft pushback is, Hey, what about, you know, where, where is it appropriate to go back and look at something that was encouraging and be like, okay, man, I'm just, I'm reminded of, you know, or I think of Timothy looking back at what Paul said, Hey, Timothy, you know, remember how we, we, you were called to this and, and so forth. And, Man, what would you say about that? I don't, I don't. Yeah, uh, I would say it, it's a spectrum. Like, like it's just natural to feel, um, you know, feel encouraged by, and then feel discouraged by negative words, but feel encouraged by affirmation. And that's not. I'm not saying that that's uh, idolatry. I'm saying that that if your emotions rise and fall on how, uh, if like yeah. if you're if you're the only thing that, that you feel so good. You feel joy, um, yeah, and yeah. it's your source of joy, as when someone says something good, or when you make a good decision, like when the when when the budget, you know, you meet budget, or the attendance is growing, and that that's your source of joy, right? 
yeah. or or yeah. when you are just utterly devastated and you're questioning your whole identity uh, because of criticism, that's just saying you're over identifying it too much. And, and really, the church, you work at the church, buddy. Like the church isn't isn't right. That's your job. And and, uh, you know, whatever. In 20 years, when you retire, they're going to get another pastor. And and it's it doesn't rise and fall on you. Right. It's Christ says, I will build my church. This is Mm -hmm. not your church, buddy. You know, you're serving my bride for this time. Like, why? Why are you, um, you know, uh, Jesus is like, like, like we're 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 cheating on Christ with his bride. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. this (laughs) serving the church should be um, a way you show love to Jesus. But somehow the church is the thing that you're you're cheating on Jesus with. It's like, hey, this is like, why are you spending so much time with my bride? Like, like that's my bride. Um, you're like the best man who's spending more time with the bride than than your friend Jesus. You know, so that that's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, um, don't um, identify with Jesus. Um, your relationship with Jesus, like, don't identify so much with the bride of Christ in your role mm-hmm. as, as the, you know, the, the, the friend of the groom. Right. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's what that's I good. would, I, I would say with that. Yeah. You know, so there's a big difference being discouraged and we need a little bit of encouragement. I mean, that's, that's normal. I'm saying when you over identify with it, that, you know, your, your emotions yeah. rise and falls with based on, on how the church is doing. That's, that's just a warning sign. You know, a lot of times it's yeah, hard to spot. Yeah. Honestly, it's hard to spot idolatry yeah, in another person. So, so I wouldn't say this. Hey, um, you're reading those, you know, reviews uh, too much. That's idol. Like this is more self-assessment, right? Like I wouldn't point out I- idolatry in other persons, other people's lives. You know, that's that's between like I don't know, uh, you know. But I I know for myself totally. when it gets to be like oh, you know. Um, like for example, there are certain times when I'm like, I know that when I'm sometimes when I'm discouraged, I do things just to hunt for affirmation, you know. And um, even when I'm preparing a sermon, I you know, I there's times when I'm tempted to to you know what I'm not going to say that uh, because I I, I that's I, I wanna I want to uh, please the people, right? Um, mm-hmm. Rather than what does Jesus want me to say? Mm-hmm. Um, who who are we serving? Are you serving the people? You're serving Jesus, right? So, mm-hmm. anyways, how do you spot it? Um, highs and lows. To, if you're too high or too low, you know. Um, and then I think a, a, a third way to spot ministry idolatry creeping up is when you start feeling like the church rises and falls on you. Like when you feel like, oh, it's on my shoulders, I, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't, I can't take a day off or, or man, I, um, you know, if it rises, if you start feeling like it rises and falls on you, there's something imbalanced. Like you're, you've kind of, um, gone over the top there. So imbalance, right? So those are my three things. Uh, like you're getting too high, uh, or too low. And then you start to feel like it's all rises and falls on you. If you see any of those signs, I would say, hey, um, start checking your heart because you might ministry idolatry might be creeping in. You, you're, you're you're starting potentially you have this potential of starting to over identify with your role 
as a ministry leader and not just as a child of Christ, a child of God. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what do you think? Dude, I think that's good. Uh, um, I, uh, (laughs) I think it's a real thing. I, man, that's a good word, dude. I think it's, it's worth, uh, it's extremely worth just pausing as a pastor and, and like self-assessing our heart. I mean, man, Jesus over and over just talks about the heart, right? Um, man, I, I think of what Jesus said, you know, it's not what comes out of the, uh, what, what goes into the mouth, right? It, it defiles you. What's what comes out, what comes out of your heart, man. And, and when that kind of thing is coming out of your heart, it's a really dangerous thing, man. So yeah, one of the dangers I think for people in ministry and for me, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, what's interesting is like, you know, there's times you think, uh, well, at least I've thought like, oh, oh man, you know, I think this is actually doing better. I think this is like, look, I don't want, because I, I don't want my, my identity to be found in that. No way. I mean, I'm serving the King, you know, as someone who, as a Christian man, loving Jesus as a, as a local pastor, I don't want that. You know, I don't want, that would be a terrible model. It's a terrible model for our people. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's, I just have times where I'm like, okay, no, this is doing pretty good. Like it's okay. And then, but there's something will happen. Right. Uh, you mentioned things like, you know, criticism or, um, or something where, you know, or the church just isn't doing as good financially or whatever. And you start to think, oh man, you know, am I failing or whatever? <laughs> it's like, no dude, Jesus, it's God will build his church. So you know, resting in that continually is huge. So it's the, um, the other thing, um, uh, that I want to mention is that, you know, you and I are church planters. I think church planters are more susceptible to this, um, to ministry idolatry because like the church, uh, yeah, you know, like we, we, we feel like we dreamed up the church, right? Like it came into, you know, we had this vision for it. Like we came up with a bunch of, uh, uh, names for the church. Oh, hey, we could call it this. We could call it that. We, we we gathered the core group and we started it. And we're like, oh, this become this is this is me. This is my legacy. This is how people remember me. And they realize, hey, buddy, is it your church or is it Christ Church? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to realize that we church planners um, need to be even more careful that they mm-hmm. over identify with 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 the ministry. Right. Absolutely. So. Hey, yeah. You asked that question. You asked that question. Okay, how do we combat it? What are some ways? Um, um, I have I have a, just a, a, a two two ways to and you know you maybe you could add um, some of your thoughts. Two ways to combat it. No, number one uh, is that y- you need to recognize it. Um, uh, you got to bring it out into the light. You got to talk about it, and you got to realize that hey, this is a, this is something that I am susceptible to i am tempted to like our heart you know i think it was it tim keller that says our heart is a an idol making factory right like we make idols of everything um like we we they they like just in our heart we just make idols of, of everything and, and anything that we just put anything that we care about and we love it can quickly turn into idolatry so the first thing is to to, to point it out in your life call out call yourself out um, you know, talk about it openly, um, to even use those words, idolatry, right. Uh, when you're talking with your friends, like, man, I'm struggling right now. I, I feel like, you know, um, 
So the first one's pointing out, and and with every form of idolatry is sin. So you gotta you gotta repent of it, right? So secondly, um, you gotta say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna Jesus, I repent of this. I'm gonna turn from this. Um, and so those are those are two really quick, uh, simple things just to point it out and to repent from it. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess I the, the I most the biggest that. is to 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 watch to see the early warning signs and to be you know I think that's the the, the biggest word of advice I would give. You have anything to add uh, on that, dude? I don't. I can't argue with that. That's 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 uh, that's good. Recognizing it and repenting of it, man. Um, you know, I, I just R's. Back hey, back hey, back that's up. a that's a preacher of you. You're you alliterated there. Recognize <laughs> and repent. That's pretty good. I, rec- <laughs> hey, those I said point it out, man. I didn't say recognize. So that's oh, pretty good. Dude, that's like a that's good. Note. Okay. I don't do alliteration, man. I'm okay. Just, just for the record. And, um, <laughs> dude, that messed Reco- me up. Okay. So yeah. Recognize, repent. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I, I think that's actually right on. And I would, I would agree and just say, Hey, look, I think it, it's insightful being in the church planting world that I, man, maybe planters struggle with this more because of the whole, the whole issue of dreaming up. And na- I mean, dude, look at this though. Like, you want to test your idolatry, just change the name of the church or move the pulpit yep. or whatever, yep. remove some sort of, I mean, obviously this is big for, for a planter and pastors. This is true, but it's also for everyone in the church. Look, you know, if a ministry doesn't exist or gets changed, how about that, man? How about when we find our identity and whatever it might be, I don't know, a style of music or yep. other than, than Jesus himself. Right. I, I realize we're not talking about that in particular, but there's so many ways this comes out within a local church um, but, uh, and I know we're, we're talking about the pastor and planters, but yeah, for planters, man, in particular, it can mean, uh, uh, definitely a unique challenge, especially it's, and, you know, I kept relating this whole issue related to like, you know, being a mother or a young parent, because it's, it's kind of a sticky thing. It's like, man, you're, you are, you're, you're jumping in there and you're doing a lot of labor, you know? Um, but you know, God doesn't owe us anything. He does not. And, you know, it's it's by his grace. He he gives us all that we need through Christ Jesus. And man, just resting in that. And uh, so anyway, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I think it's really good. I think that that piece is super hard at times. And I think for all of us, though, uh, being aware of it, recognizing it, I, I being a, I would just how about this? I think being in a community among other planters, you know, I mean, you and I are both in different network. I think we're networked pretty well can be very helpful in, in, uh, just sort of, uh, pointing that out for each other or even, you know, your own eldership and so forth. Can yeah. Point it out. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, like, like, for example, I, I told that story of Dick Kaufman where yeah. there was a guy that I trusted. Right. Yeah. And I was just, I went to him because I was just complaining. I was doing this. woe was me thing? I was just complaining about the church and, um, he had enough access into my life to, to call me out on my, my idolatry. He's like, when will Jesus yeah. be enough for you, man? What are you doing? Don't you realize he, yeah. he, he said more gently, but it's like, don't you realize Christ died for you? And you're saying, you're still, you're still saying, you're still complaining, you know, right? mm-hmm. like, like, uh, so what you got some bumps and bruises. Um, why, why can't Christ love be enough? And it's like, well, you know, and, you know, so anyways, having, yeah, having, uh, people, um, that you have, that have access and permission to call you out on, on your stuff. Right. So yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, 
Well, that's uh, that's number five. Um, advice for struggling pastors, number five. Uh, combat ministry idolatry. Uh, for the listeners out there, really love to hear um, just your thoughts uh, on this. Uh, have you seen Have you seen ministry idolatry creep up in your life? Um, how do you spot it, and how do you combat it? We'd love to uh, hear your comments. If you go to strugglingpastors.com, um, there is a comment section of, uh, on the on the episode. Well, until next time, we'd love to uh, hear from you. So uh, visit us at strugglingpastors.com.